my question for you, you know, this real talk on God talk, um, do you believe in God? What's your relationship? If you don't mind sharing, you know, what's your relationship with the divine? So we could get a little context to see where you're coming from. Absolutely. So I grew up Christian. I grew up Kojic. Um, and so for a very long time, I had a fear-based relationship with God. And I thought mm. that God was this big man that sat in the sky. And every time you messed up, he had this chalkboard. And, you know, mm-hmm. you might think you're being sneaky, but God's like, nah, I saw that too. <laughs> and, <laughs> right? It's uh-huh. a point right there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you just want to, it's almost like this game that you play where, you know, of course we were born into sin, so we're not without sin and iniquity. And so you want to make Make sure that you repent and don't get another tally before you die. Mm. Otherwise, everything you did doesn't matter because you're going to burn in hell. Mm. And for a very long time, that's how I saw God. But now, first and foremost, I recognize the God that is within me. I recognize the God that is within you. And when we say terms like namaste and all of these things that have become so trendy, it truly is that the divinity within me recognizes that within you. Um, But to answer your question, I absolutely believe in God, the creator. Um, I absolutely believe in God that is omnipotent, omniscient, and is ever present, knows all, sees all, but I'm no longer afraid. I know God as my father, my mother, um, my partner as needed, right? Um, I recognize God that's in the trees. Um, As I have kind of stepped into my journey of truly discovering who God is for me, I recognize that Many religions call God different names, but to me, it's all just synonyms. And so to me, there is one God and there may be many paths, but it's to one God. So I don't really have a religious affiliation. Um, That's something that, you know, every now and then the cogent girl in me is like, oh, girl, you you know, you need to get it together. <laughs> get it right, girl. <laughs> I hear you on I, that. Yeah, totally hear you I, on that. Like that. That's, yeah. I feel like that's down our lane. Yes. <laughs> so we get you on that. Yeah. That is how they get you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it really has been a beautiful um, journey and part of the exploration that I went through over these last few weeks was really finally seeing the God within me and (laughs) y'all. So this is real talk, right? Yeah, it's real. It it is real talk. So I've always loved me, Mm -hmm. but I loved me um, the way that some of y'all baby daddies love you. Like when you are exactly what they need you to be and, you know, mm-hmm. falling in line, they love you. Mm-hmm. But when you're human, you know, sometimes that love comes with conditions. And so I always loved me and, and recognized the power that I have, but sometimes my actions or, uh, beliefs towards self were not as loving. So as I stated over these last few weeks, I just really went so much deeper than I've ever gone to see who am I and who is God. And 
I literally broke down crying in the mirror, (laughs) just speaking love for myself because I finally, as I looked in my eyes, I saw God looking back at me. So I'm sorry that that was a very long answer to your question. No, don't be. (laughs) But I have no choice but to believe in God. Yeah. Mm. That's very, it's very powerful. I think one of the things that that you said that kind of stayed with me was when you said that you're no longer afraid. Um, That's very powerful because um, I I know, I personally know just so many people who, who do believe in God, but still live in like a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And and so being able to break free from that um, requires like so much, um, you know, does require a, a journey, a journey that you have taken, um, l- lessons that you've learned and growth and also just a complete trust in in God and in the plan, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just that's something that definitely stuck out for me. So, you know, we we do the real we do the real talk and we do the God talk. So right. I'm a real talker, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, you talk about um about recognizing God within yourself and being able to recognize God within me and stepping away from like that fearful relationship with the divine. Um and I, I think about so many of us who we have these experiences young in life, currently in life that, you know, there are sometimes in life, there's something to be afraid of. Uh-huh. <laughs> like by no means is life, um, is life easy for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question for you is how did you start kind of moving away from that fear-based conception of God and we'll get we'll get into the manifestation part a little bit later but um I guess um it if I can I want to just read a little excerpt from um from your story absolutely that you should read page. And so your bio reads, um, a miracle from birth, she spent her first week of life in a hole of a New Orleans bayou. After being molested at the age of six and enduring a childhood of physical and emotional abuse, um, she spiraled into depression, hitting rock bottom after her third failed suicide attempt at 20 years old. Um, I just want to say, wow, I didn't mean to just like throw that out there that, you know, that's by no means your entire story. Um, That just, it was just a powerful piece that from there, you know, you're able to just step out of that Mm fear-based mentality. And so I'm I'm just asking, can you share a little deeper into your story? Like how, how did you move from that? There's so much fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's so interesting that you shared that because that actually was my turning point was right after that third attempt. Um, So I'm a firm believer that things don't happen to us, they happen for us. And so from birth, um, you know, as you stated, I spent my first week in a hole. Um, essentially, I was born to a very young mother who was afraid of what would happen if anyone found out that she was carrying this beautiful blessing inside of her. She delivered me afraid and alone. And she went to the bayou and there was a hole there and you know she put me kind of under the bushes and for a very long time I held this story that I was abandoned 
And it's really interesting, the stories that we hold and how simply changing that story will change your life. Mm -hmm. For a long Mm -hmm. time, I thought I was abandoned. Mm -hmm. And I was searching for, you know, when I was around 10 years old, my mom told me the story and I did not believe her. Like, I was like, you just being mean. (laughs) And uh, my whole family knew, you know, it was like Mm -hmm. this family secret that we kept. And so my great aunt showed me the article. And for years, I tried to find that article again. And just last year, actually, I set the intention and I was like, I just really want to find this article. And I don't know what happened. I've been literally looking for it since I was like 13. It came up and I was able to find the article from 1984. Wow. And it specifically said, that the officer said that it did not look like someone was abandoning this child, but instead hiding it. And so my whole life, Mm -hmm. I have felt that while I may have gone through situations that were difficult, that were painful, Mm -hmm. um, I was hidden under God's protection. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, I didn't see me before. And it's crazy because, you know, I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I say that, you know, with a little bit of facetiousness because I had no clue what that even meant. Um, And at this age, I don't really necessarily connect with that ideology per se. But at 11 years old, I did everything I could because I knew that life was painful. And so I thought Jesus was my escape. Mm. And so I threw myself into church. At 13 years old, I was head of the church newsletter. I was in every ministry, wow. the choir. I was leading uh, praise dance teams, the sign language ministry, all of these things that I did to try to escape me and to try to find some validation outside of me. And I kept searching outside of me for God. And so we talk about, you know, the, the suicide attempts and I started cutting myself when I was 10 years old and like went through all of this stuff, had an eating disorder for years. And all of this was when I was my most religious. Mm, I hear that. And <laughs> even though I was in the building every single time, church was open. And again, Kojic Church. So, you know, we had church every day except <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> had an accept day that, that's a good that, that's, right. oh, that, that's one thing yeah so was in there every single time church was open and I'm not saying this to bash anyone's belief because if it works for you it works for you but I believe that everything is about checking your intention are you running away from something are you trying to hide from something mm. are you trying to use something outside of you to numb something or it or do you truly have a connection? Because that's the thing. I knew how to clap. I knew all the scriptures. I knew when to say amen and do the little quicken. But I had no connection with God. And so I'm not going to go too deep into the story. But the third suicide attempt that you mentioned, I was at Howard University. Um, there on scholarship. and this life of hiding was finally crumbling around me. 
I only even went to Howard to hide. I figured it was as far away from Seattle as possible and nobody would know me there. I could be anonymous. And so funny, one of my best friends that I've known from middle school, as I'm checking in, I had no clue that she was going to Howard. As I'm checking in, I hear someone scream my whole government name down the hall. <laughs> right. right? You thought you was going to be by yourself. Correct. And God was like, not so. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I the this life of hiding began to crumble around me and i was like you know i'm i'm ready to go because it's easier to take my life than it is to face the truth mm-hmm. of what i've created around me and so i threw everything away that you know would give any type of hint that i wasn't this Super, super duper innocent little church girl <laughs> who, you know, was the the first one. Again, every time the doors were open, um, the first one in there, if there was anything that contradicted that, I threw it down the trash chute. Mm-hmm. And I had been collecting pills for months. Um, and so I took a Dixie cup full of all all kinds of prescription pills. Half of them were not mine. Mm. Um, and a 32 ounce mug filled with Tangeray and Sprite. Um, and to be very real, even the circumstances under which I um, got the Tangeray, because I wasn't 21 yet. Mm. So, right. you know, e- even that just speaks to how broken I was at that time. But um, I, I drank it and I was prepared to go. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, I know now what my purpose was, but back then I used to be so mad, like, dang God, like, I'm just trying to let go. <laughs> you know, why, why do you keep pulling me back? What's going on? Yeah. And so the first, um, I basically passed out. I slept for three days. I went to sleep on a Tuesday and I woke up on a Friday. And that whole time it was as if I was sitting watching myself. Um, And so that first day or night or, you know, the first time period, um, the conversation was oh my goodness, God, I'm so, 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 so sorry. I know I'm about Mm -hmm. to go to hell, but can you please spare my life? Please, I didn't have a choice. I didn't know what to do. Like, God, please, I don't want to (laughs) burn. The second day, the conversation became, okay, I'm sitting here looking at me, you know, passed out. And there were a few times that I stumbled to the restroom. I think someone called. I know one of my good friends called and I kind of stumbled and uh, because I barely could even talk on the phone, they just assumed that I was sick and mm-hmm. no one checked on me. I had a roommate and again, I'm passed out, but I'm watching this happen and she's like coming in and out of the room. No one's checking on me. And so the second day conversation was, okay, God, clearly I'm not dead. Um, 
but I'm really, really smart. So if I'm not going to die, can we just make sure, like, can we act like this never happened? Can we like, <laughs> not leave any lasting effects? Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> You know, right. like my ego needs to still be okay after this and have no signs of what I've been through, mm-hmm. right? Um, then the conversation finally changed to, oh my God, like what... Am I thinking and how can I possibly be so arrogant to take this gift of life that you've given me and throw it in your face as if it is nothing? Mm. I didn't actually want to die. I just want to not be in pain, but I don't know how to do that. And I realize I don't actually know you. Mm. And so if you promise that you will walk beside me every step, even when I stumble, if you promise, like I can't, the, the man with the footprints, that's cute and all, but I ain't set up for that. I need to at least see three feet. Like, let me <laughs> right. see a little drag mark. Right, right. So, <laughs> you know? And I prayed that prayer and no lie. I, I don't know how long after that I woke up as if nothing had happened. I was still a little sick to my stomach, but um, I had, I I used to braid back then. And so I had some clients that Friday afternoon, y'all, I woke up Friday and was doing hair Friday afternoon. (laughs) But (laughs) when I tell you that was the moment that I met God. Mm. I mean, I mean, (laughs) so you, you opened it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, and and I yeah. so there's so much of what you said that really um really hit me and struck me as powerful, but in like in going back to even the first part of your story that you shared, um I don't know, the first thing that kind of came to my mind was like the the Moses Miriam story of like, you know, <laughs> Moses Bush and I just think about like the stories that we are told and tell mm-hmm. ourselves yep. and how they influence how we view ourselves and how we yep. recognize mm-hmm. and then how we recognize what we can do and who we are and God and how we mm-hmm. relate to other people and I just feel like your story is truly a lesson plan in that yeah and mm-hmm. There was a story you told yourself about being abandoned, mm-hmm. but then you know the same set of actions happen. Mm-hmm. You know the same effects are, remain the same, but how you read that story yeah. changed. And I, it's just I, I know so many of our listeners um, have grown up in like a similar way of viewing God, and mm-hmm. as they start to think about their own stories and you know their own lives and putting a a different spin on how you tell the same story, how you look at the same story. It can definitely be powerful. I think when it comes to, uh, to manifestation or even just your relationship with God, even not taking it all the way to manifestation yet. Absolutely. But, and, and not to jump ahead because manifestation is absolutely all about your relationship with God and self. Mm. But um, you know we want to hear more. About, yeah, we're we gonna go right. into that. <laughs> <laughs> but what you said about Moses, I find that funny because I always consider myself the modern day Moses, and it wasn't until a few years ago when I really understood my assignment of helping set people free from themselves mm-hmm. and from the mm-hmm. chains of their mind that I really realized, my God, wow, okay, 
like you said, right. it's all about how you read the story. Absolutely. And so I think you 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 touched on something that we said we were gonna touch on, right? Yes. So it's like <laughs> this relationship between uh, like self, yes. God, manifestation, you know. So complete real talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first time that I ever heard of manifestation, I was like, I was like in my early twenties, just started going like to church to try to figure out this relationship with God. And the pastor said something about manifestation and it was in a negative way mm-hmm. because it was more like I took it as he equated manifestation with like magic. Because mm-hmm, a girl that called me a witch all the time. Honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was either like magic or like you're, um, you're, you're or like you're trying to play God. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's what you're mm-hmm. trying to be. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? And like, how, how do you navigate that spectrum? You know, like what, you know, what is manifestation? Like, how do, how do you Mm -hmm. see manifestation? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Are you, uh, so just to give you some thoughts, like you're talking magic, a strong will, wishful Mm -hmm. thinking, positive Mm -hmm. thinking. So I feel like everything you said is part of it and not it at all right okay okay. so let's back up so what is manifestation I believe that manifestation is the fruit of your beliefs and your actions it is the evidence of who you are Mm. so you said law of attraction is like attracts like Mm -hmm. you can't manifest what you are not now Mm -hmm. I'm very aware that there are systems in place um, that systemically oppress certain people. Um, I'm aware that certain people are born into circumstances that they did not manifest, right? So this isn't saying you're in your situation because you thought negative thoughts two lifetimes ago, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) This is about once you become conscious and aware of the fact that you are hurting, because sometimes you can stay in a situation long enough where you're numb and don't even realize it. Mm, say That's that facts. 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 <laughs> when you right. realize and become conscious of your situation, you then become responsible for changing it. And so from that moment, what you experience, I absolutely believe, is your doing. So you asked about positive thinking. It's part of it, right? So mm-hmm. 